And welcome back to In the Stands with your host, Zach Carty. I want to welcome everyone to our first official podcast of this series. Today we're going to be going over draft grades throughout the NFL for the NFL draft this past April. Going to go essentially based off of the the best of the division and the worst of the division. And then we'll follow that up with going over who my favorite draft picks are by fit. We'll give a, a couple of sneak peeks there. Most of this information you're going to be able to find on the blog on our website here shortly after this, but we'll go ahead and dive right into it. Starting with the AFC North, we have the Bengals as our favorite of the division. Some of the reasons that we we chose this was their ability to find wide receiver depth late in the draft. They also were able to find what could potentially be Joe Mixon's replacement after this year in Chase Brown, great running back out of Illinois, should see quite a few carries here uh, in year one. They also are able to find edge depth with Miles Murphy in the first round, someone who was clearly falling and that they did not want to see get down to the second round. With the new safety pieces that they have involved with DJ Turner and Jordan Battle, they, they lost both safeties and free agency this year, so their ability to restock that. I, I could see DJ Turner both playing on the outside as well as in the the slot this year and being able to kick one of those corners up to safety potentially. They were also able to find a couple of good late pickups as well. I know Jordan Battle was one of those those mid-round pickups, but those are the big reasons that they were one of our favorites. For them, we gave them an A overall. Unfortunately, with this, we do have to have a least favorite in each division. In this case, it is the Ravens. For them, we gave them a B. So they, they, in total, are the worst of the best for this division. They had a whole bunch of Bs and As. So everyone in the division did pretty well. They do have a new wide receiver number one and number two going into this year with Odell Beckham Jr. as well as the Flowers. So Lamar should be happy, freshly paid, has the talent around him now. Let's see if we can get them to the playoffs. They also were able to build in some linebacker depth. I know they they drafted Trenton Simpson in the second round. They don't seem to be big fans of Patrick Queen, nor do they look to be resigning him. I know reports came out shortly after the draft that they could be looking to trade him early this year. If they don't, I expect Trenton Simpson to be a year two starter almost immediately, as well as get some pretty good rotational snaps this year. They did take a flyer on what I expected to be a day two offensive interior lineman with the guard from USC. He did tear his ACL in the combine, so that's what caused him to drop so far. If he can come back healthy, that could potentially be a year two starter, year three starter as well. They got him late, late in the draft, almost towards the end there. Some of their, their late round picks, though, are, are what killed their draft grade this year. They did find some good talent, but for the, the value in which they were picked, as well as some of the fit, seemed to be a little questionable. Blue Kelly is one of those examples, the, the corner out of Stanford. I wish they would have found some more offensive linemen depth as well as some defensive lineman help. I know they lost Campbell. 
they haven't really found a way to replace him. I, I know he didn't have too much production the last couple of years, but it, that that's production lost. Going into the East, again, we do have to have our favorite and our least favorite. This class is going to be, or rather this division, they didn't do amazing overall. The best grade we gave in this division was a B with the Buffalo Bills. They were able to find new offensive versatility for Josh Allen with the the pick of Dalton Kincaid. His ability to both play outside and up on the, the offensive line as a flat line tight end should help with them. Give Diggs a, a couple more options now and again to be the, the slant receiver. They were also able to find in round two uh, Osiris Torrance. Should be an instant day one starter on the interior offensive line. Gives them that tough and nasty that they've been looking for. Should help along the line for their running backs, who we expect to take a little bit of a load off of Josh Allen as he gets into his contract years here with the the big bigger cap salary. They expect him to not run as much as what he has up to this point, so expect them to take a bigger role there. They also found what could potentially be an Edmonds replacement at linebacker. They expect him to be a a sideline-to-sideline type of player in Dorian Williams out of Tulane. So really, they they filled quite a few holes. For a team that expects to compete for the Super Bowl, they shouldn't really have too many holes to fill in the first place. And those that they did, they filled pretty well early on in this draft. So they did a, a pretty good job there. Wish they would have done a little bit more in the trenches, especially on the defense, as I don't expect them to re-sign Ed Oliver. I don't know if that's something that they plan to address next year, but would have liked to see them at least take a take a random you know shot in the dark this year, trying to find if they have something in someone. The worst in the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins. I suppose I can get the narrative of sure pick the you know pick the team that has the least amount of draft capital this year, uh, with only having four picks, uh, especially not drafting until the second round. However, outside of Cam Smith, I, I didn't find anyone that's going to become an impact player has the potential to become an impact player over the next couple of years. Outside of Smith, they might have something in HN. If they can turn him into a kick and punt returner with the speed that he has, take a little bit of a load off of Tyreek Hill. But I don't expect them to see much production out of this year's draft class, either this year or in the future, if I'm being quite honest. Truthfully, I think they overdrafted Cam Smith as well. So I would have liked to see them have better production and better value outside of outside of round two. And we just didn't see that. So for them, we gave them a C-. For the AFC South, we have the Houston Texans as our favorite. I don't know how you can pick number two and number three overall and not be at the top of most draft boards this year. If if they weren't, they must have done something horribly, horribly wrong. But I, I think they did a really good job at finding difference makers on both sides of the ball. They, they've found a, a starting quarterback, a new franchise quarterback, as well as a couple of leaders on the defense, both in Will Anderson and Toho Toho. I, I think they found Toho Toho in round five, and he could potentially be a starting Mike this year, as as well as the, the leader of that defense. So expect a, a big year from him. But I, I think they did a, a pretty good job at finding both mid to late round talent, as well as early in the draft. They wheeled and dealed, and, and it, I think it paid off for them. 
for them, we gave them an A minus, one of, I believe, seven A's this year. The least favorite in this division is the Jacksonville Jaguars. We gave them a C. The reason being is there's a lot of strange draft picks that went well above expected this year. Talking about strange, Bigsby, Miller, Lacey, and Johnson. I feel like all of them went higher than expected. I believe Strange was potentially a mid to late day three player. They got him at the beginning of day two. Not even not even round three, but I believe he was a day or a second round pick. So that was definitely a little bit surprising. I think unfortunately for them, they had a lot of momentum going into this draft with everything they accomplished last year, as well as some of the momentum coming in this year. I think this potentially could have killed some of that a little bit, but they do have Calvin Ridley back. So I think they expect a big year from him and that should help Trevor Lawrence have another year under his belt, get more comfortable. We expect a big year from him. Uh, Last division in the AFC is the West with only four picks under their belt this year. The Denver Broncos did pretty well when considering that they didn't draft until mid to late day two for them. We gave them a B. Reason being is that they potentially found two or three year two starters out of these four picks, which is really pretty impressive. They did a a really good job at finding value in the middle rounds this year with Sanders, Mims, Skinner, and Moss, so all four picks. We, We expect Sanders and Mims to almost be year one starters. That that begs the question of what are they gonna do with Cortland Sutton and or Judy. So we'll, we'll have to see what what happens with them as they both reach contract years here in the next two years. Uh, so we should see if they try to move one of those, as have uh, the rumors been spreading this offseason. Unfortunately for the Chiefs, this is another case similar to the Ravens where they had a good draft, but it just didn't reach up to par based off of their, their divisional foes. For them, we gave them a C plus. I, I think they did a really great job at finding uh, – Defensive line depth in in the first round. Unfortunately, after the first round, they had a couple of unfortunate unfortunate picks. I, I think there was better opportunities there when they were picking that they just didn't capitalize on. I think they found depth, but unfortunately, they seem to be the bottom of the roster depth. People who I don't expect to get second year contracts. I know that is early of me to say given that they haven't played a down of football in the NFL. I I just don't see the potential there for them, especially at receiver. I don't think Rice is a bad player, but where they picked him, I think they could have gotten somebody a little bit different. They they picked him in the second round, and I think there were were a lot of receivers still there. So I, I think they could have done better there. Now moving on to the NFC. Uh, We did release these draft grades yesterday online, so people should have seen these already. If you have not, please go over to our Instagram or Twitter pages. It Again, in the stands. We'll start with the North here. So I know the Lions have gotten quite a bit of hate, especially after the night one. I give them an A-. minus. I think they, they threw positional value out the door and yet they still seemingly got four to five starters out of this draft. And those are year one starters. Those those aren't year ones, you know, those aren't starters down the road. I'm talking about Gibbs, Campbell, Laporta, and Branch. I, I think they did a great job in restacking the positions that they 
they either left empty after free agency or needed to provide depth on. I wish they would have drafted a receiver a little bit higher, knowing what we know now with the the gambling scandal that went on, that either they lost for the season or lost for halfway of the year. I think one or two receivers, including Williams from last year's first round. I think they have a, a revamped defense, although I think they could have provided better depth both on the interior defensive line as well as at the cornerback position. Those are still positions of need for them, I, I believe, but those can be found after this after this training camp comes up with a couple of trades and or for agents. Now, for the, the least favorite of this division, the Packers, we gave them a C, uh, one of the, the lowest grades that we had in this year's draft. For them, I don't know if Packerism is uh, is an official word. If so, I'm going to request it to be added to the dictionary. I believe this is about as stereotypical of what Packers fans have been accustomed to over the last couple of years for what the, the Packers tend to do during the draft. Van Ness is a good player. I, I think picking him at 13 was well overvalued. I think he's a rotational player at best to start the season as he get a, you know gets accustomed to the, the NFL game. I think that could potentially be with the concerns of he never started at Iowa. Granted, I know they they do things a little bit differently there, but if he has that talent, that that should have spoken more than playing just seniors. So I, I think that's a, a bit of a question mark there. I, I, but I think they have the pieces in place now to get him up to speed. It should be a year two starter. <laughs> they they did draft talent to help Jordan Love, but two tight ends in the first two days, uh, that just seems su- surprising to me. While tight end was certainly a positional need for them, I don't know how many tight ends they plan on putting on the field this year, but that seems like a, a slight bit of a wasted pick to me. I think they also, again, similar to the Chiefs, they they picked a receiver early in the second round, and and I think that they could have found better value there if they were going to go with that position. There there were still quite a few receivers on the board that I think were a couple of a uh, couple of rounds higher for me, even not picks, but but rounds. I know they were trying to replace Crosby, but. To pick a, a kicker in the sixth round still seems a little bit high for me, especially with a, a team that has so many holes to fill yet. The other thing that really surprised me is I, I believe the the new rule in place with being able to have an additional quarterback on the roster without accounting towards that uh, that roster cap on game day had a role to play in this across the league as we had a record number of quarterbacks drafted this year. But for them to draft Clifford in the fifth round, personally, I had him as a priority free agent quarterback at best. So for him to go in the fifth round was a, a bit surprising to me. Unfortunately, unless Jordan Love has a breakout year this year, I don't think they gave him the, the correct pieces around him this year to, to really see what they have in him. All I can say, Packer Nation, is that hopefully Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the team next year. Although, uh, that's what everyone thought about JSN this year. And, well, unfortunately, he's with Seattle. So hopefully the Packers will learn one day. Next, we have the NFC East. I think most everybody 
already knew based off of other <laughs> draft grades that they've seen across, I don't know how many platforms. I think everyone's favorite across the league has been the Eagles. The Eagles, for me, got an A. I, I don't hand out A-pluses very often. You have to ace every single draft pick for me to give out an A+. plus. Them and Seattle were real close for me, but both teams got A's. For the Eagles, they found great depth at all rounds, especially with year two starters who, quite honestly, could be year one starters this year if the team wasn't as prepared to go for another Super Bowl run as they are currently, especially on the defensive line. I think they did a great job at finding a second option at quarterback. Uh, I had McKee much higher than than where they got him, so I, I think that they did a great job there. I think they also did really, really well at drafting in the mid to late rounds. I think Sidney Brown is a year two starter. I think Keely Ringo is a year two starter if he can get coached up a little bit by uh, Darius Slade now that he's staying. And I think uh, Moro Ojomo could also potentially be some depth. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter, but I, I think they have the right pieces in place to kind of garner him into somebody who could become a rotational player. I, I think they did a great job there. Obviously, everyone knows about all the Georgia players there. I suppose the Hedges are coming to Philly. Our least favorite in this division are the Cowboys. For them, we gave them a C. If I had to choose one word, to describe the Cowboys draft this year, I would go with meh. I think they did a good job at filling the defensive interior. That was a, a leaky mess last year, but it seemed very early. They they seemed to rush that a bit. I think there were a couple of day two players that they could have gotten for that. I think of all the tight ends, I don't think Schoonmaker is, is the answer for tight end. They draft a lot of guys that have a, a lot of big shoes to fill that were left by the guys that had left that I just don't think were going to be the answer. I know they had a feel good story this year and late in the, late in the draft with the Kansas state running back, but I just, I don't see any of the the players other than the, the defensive tackle for Michigan really making an impact this year. And especially with the, the team that they have around them who expect every year to, to go to the Super Bowl, especially with the fans. I, I just, I don't see, I don't see this draft making that difference. For the NFC South, we have the Panthers as our favorite. We gave them a solid B. Who can go wrong when you have a new franchise quarterback? They they won the smoke and mirrors game this year with that. Uh, I know everyone was back and forth for months and months with who they were going to pick. Ultimately, it ended up being Bryce Young. I think that was the right pick for them. Although undersized, I think he has the capabilities of of taking that franchise to the next level. Uh, something that they haven't seen in, in a couple of years since Kim Newton was at his peak. They also got a new big body receiver. However, it, it poses the question, what happens to Marshall now? I know they drafted him uh, one or two years ago. Hasn't really broken onto the scene too much. Seems to be a rotational guy. They can only carry so many receivers on the roster. I think his potential has unfortunately been met, so we'll have to wait to see what happens with him. I also think that they found a day one starter in the interior with the, the guard from NC State. You get to pair him up with his former teammate. I think that's a that's an instant day one. I think they could have done a little bit better in the late rounds. They they found a defensive end from Oregon that I think they, they could have found better positional value there. Similar to the gentleman that he, they picked up last year in the late rounds, 
out of Virginia Tech. I think they're going to be very similar players. I, I think the Panthers definitely have a preference of long, tall, speedy edge rushers. But man, those guys got to got to put on some muscle a little bit, I think. Our least favorite was New Orleans Saints. For them, they get our second to least grade of the draft. My my notes are what in tarnation. They they did good with the the first pick in Breesy. After that, it kind of went downhill. I know they got a backup quarterback with Jake Hayner. I, I think he's another Fresno State draft pick. I think he has the potential to be good. I don't see him ever reaching to the the extent of being a starter, but that's a that's a career backup that I think will be in the league ten to twelve years. So that's great depth, especially behind Carr. But I just I don't see the positional value here this year. I think Frosky might be the the second best pick outside of Breesy, maybe even behind Hayner. But outside of that, there was, there were too many holes for the Saints to fill this year, in a, in a year that they could potentially take this division that's just wide open with with so much potential there. And I think they kind of flopped on this one. Last division of the NFC is the the West. Our favorite was the Seattle Seahawks. I think they almost, almost hit on every single one of their picks. There were a couple of late rounds that I don't know how much they could have done better, but I, I don't see, I don't see every single pick being a, a rotational player at some point. They do now, I think, have the best receiving room in the NFL, whether it's better than Cincinnati. I'll leave that up to the, the listeners to debate there, but. With the the pick of JSN, you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, you have JSN. If uh, Geno Smith can can rise to the level that he did last year and even take a step further, I'm so interested to see where this team can go this year, especially with the NFC being where it is. I don't know if Brock Purdy is going to be healthy. So that second spot in the NFC behind Philadelphia is is wide open. I'm curious to see if it can be the Seahawks. My personal opinion is I think it's either going to be the Seahawks or the Lions. I think one of those two teams takes that next step. It's too early to tell just yet. I think the Seahawks did a great job at finding pivotal depth at positions, including running back, linebacker, edge rusher, the secondary, and receiver. And some of those good late picks include Hall, the the center out of Michigan, and then also drafting Reed. I think he can potentially make the roster year one as well and, and find some snaps there on, on special teams. And then last but not least, you have the 49ers. I, I don't know what they were thinking. I know they have a very good roster in place already, but to draft a kicker in the third round, I, I just don't think that their roster is so complete that they can pull that off. I know that they've had the same kicker for seemingly 10 years now and they had to replace him, but to do it so early, it just, that surprised me. I think that surprised everybody. I know I've heard, I don't know how many different people say that they almost gave F's just based off of that. I'm I'm right there with them. I think ultimately this team is only going to go as far as Brock's Purdy's health this year. If he's healthy day one, we could see them as that second best team behind Philadelphia. I've seen so many different articles about his health, though, that he could potentially miss the this year altogether. Could miss the first half of the season. So I, I think uh, I, I think that's a little bit in question right now. 
but I, I think the the rest of this draft, they just couldn't find late round hits. I think they have a potential of finding some rotational players in there. I, I just don't see that impact player in this draft. And while they don't have many holes, I, I think there were a couple of key positions that they missed out on, especially along the the offensive line. I think they needed to stock up some health there as well as running back. I, I know they've tried a couple of years in the past, and they, they seem to do a better job in free agency of taking some chances on guys. Maybe they can do that again. But there there were just some, some pieces there that I, I think they could have done a little bit better on. Now going into our favorite draft picks by overall fit with teams. Starting, I'll, I'll give off three here. Number three is Henry Toa Toa with the Texans. I think his ability to step right in, fit in with Will Anderson. I know they have a couple of Alabama players now on that defense that he can fit in immediately with, have that connection with. And I think it speaks volume when you can lead Nick Saban's defense when they arguably have the best player in college football and you're still the leader of that that team and that defense. That that speaks volumes, and I I expect that to translate over into the NFL as well, seemingly from day one. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things out of that that locker room with him, and I think he's the the instant day one middle linebacker. To find that in the fifth round is rare, and, and I think the the Texans hit exceptionally well there. With number two, we have Brian Branch with the Lions for what seemingly was the the worst defense in the league last year, especially in the secondary. You now have not two, but three safeties that can potentially start with Joseph, Gardner, Johnson, and Branch. This allows Branch now to be able to play that hybrid nickel role that seeming seemingly is a dream come true for him. That That is the ideal spot. I think that's where he found the most success last year at Alabama as well. So to be able to fit right in and do that immediately from day one, we could potentially see a big season almost instantly from Brian Branch. My favorite of this draft class was Jackson Smith Najigba out of Ohio State going to Seattle. I think everyone remembers what happened last time he was the third best receiver and largely playing in the slot in in college football. I expect a a big year out of him. If Geno Smith can throw the ball around, I expect them to not have two but three thousand yard receivers. And expect Jackson Smith and Jigba to be right there with that. If Geno Smith has the year I think he can have with the, the talent that's around him, I expect JSN to be in that contention for Offensive Rookie of the Year. With that being said, that is all we have here. Let me know in the comments below as well as on our social media pages what you think about our draft grades and how your team did. Thank you all, and this has been In the Stands with Zach Hartee.